I'm going to take it for a W. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. It's a show specifically for you, Sacramento. Whitey. She got a new song out of this anyway. Hoops, I did it again. So that's... Right. Hello. No. Nope. No. Nope. Watkins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I don't want to be sorry. the wet blanket on everybody. It's Whitey and Watkins, and it starts. Hurry up! No. 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 First of all, look who's here. It's Chris Watkins. Wow. I know. It does feel like it's been years. And even I've the last time you were here, you were Bronky Watkins. You were not true. feeling tip top. Yeah, I haven't been myself since uh, it's been like probably two, three weeks since I've uh, done this show at this time. Feeling 100%. And, uh, 100%. Feels baby. great. Feels, yeah. feels great. great right in time, too. I mean, NFL starts tomorrow. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's it's a good time to be, uh, be feeling uh, right. Uh, <laughs> That's a new one. I haven't heard that. <laughs> I have to day. keep saying that about the NFL starting tomorrow. I kind of have to remind myself. Yeah. Because it's still my brain. There's part of my brain that says, no, it, it can't start yet. But yeah. it does. It does. And we're already getting news. Travis Kelsey might have torn his ACL or I guess they said he, his ACL is intact but he's he's uh you know he's going to be questionable for game one so it's officially football season once uh once you hear you know a couple days before uh you, you, the game start that oh my god your most important fantasy player is now is now out so uh yeah it's it's, it's you know right right in stride the football season already I was looking at all the predictions today and you know mostly they're just funny because nobody nobody no matter how much you know about football yeah nobody knows what's going to happen between now and February no nobody knows we like to think we have some idea that said sports illustrated's experts uh, mm. made their predictions and five of their 10 experts picked the Steelers oh. to reach the playoffs this year I think they all have them as a seven seed mm-hmm. so my question here is uh, are the 49ers opening the season against a playoff team yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of hype behind the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. I mean, the the preseason that Kenny Pickett is is coming off of, it's uh, what it, quite literally a perfect passer rating that he's had. Uh, there's George Pickens hype all over the place. People uh, think that that you know Mike Tomlin's had uh, that streak of of over 500 seasons. They, they finished on a roll last year and exactly. had a great preseason, right? And you know, it's all, all those things are are going to lead to a lot of hype heading into the season. And, and they're home. And they're at home, exactly. I think that the the Niners definitely have a, a tough test in front of them for sure, especially with all the questions going on around them, the Nick Bosa stuff. I mean, you know, I, I think all the quarterback stuff is finally behind them now, but, you know, there's just a, a new drama happening, and uh, it, it's it's going to be an interesting week one, and, and to see how much all of this outside noise affects this 49ers team is going to be uh, really interesting leading into week one. And we've almost forgotten about that whole kicker problem, too. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to bring that up because let's face it, things could be brighter for the Niners with their opener just days away. And that's where they are. And that's just the way it is. But you got Bosa, that situation, which gets a little tedious, doesn't it? But I understand it's vitally important. And I don't know why that, you know, he's not going to give in. It's at some point. He is not going to cave. Why should he? I think they're trying to figure out creative ways to meet his needs. Uh, Kittle is hurt. And then you mentioned Moody. And then you've got a team that you're playing that, 
probably is better right now than a lot of people assume the Steelers would be right. when they first glanced at the schedule. Right. So, I mean, and you're probably <laughs> happy play- opening day. <laughs> exactly. You're probably playing the Steelers at the worst time too. I mean, it's the beginning of the season. Everyone's healthy. Again, there's tons of hype leading into into this game for the Steelers. Like, it's not the middle of the season where you kind of start to see some warts and and feel some negativity maybe about your team or have questions. Like, it's all positive energy for the Steelers, and it's almost the complete inverse for the Niners where there's nothing but outside noise, outside drama, and the Niners can't wait for week one. So so maybe there is that, that, you know, just from a football perspective, everyone's excited to put all the noise aside and just be super locked in on, on Sunday. And maybe that, that plays itself out. But from the most part, what I've seen as a, as a sports watcher, my entire life, that kind of stuff is is going to seep in, especially if it's going to be a tough game. Like it's really hard to win close games when you have outside distractions. Just because, I mean, again, other teams are going to have a lot more belief. And if if Bosa isn't playing on on Sunday, it's going to be, can we win this game without Nick? Bo-? Like, there's, it's just going to be a whole lot tougher for them to to try and pull through with all of these questions coming from the outside. I hope he plays. If I had to bet right now, I would say I he, he ain't playing. Yeah. I, I, I think hope he does, point. and it's certainly possible, but I don't think he's going to play. It's Wednesday. They still have to fly over to Pittsburgh. I mean, at this point, I assume they're they're really starting to get into the game plan of what they're going to happen, what, what's going to happen on Sunday. And I think if, if you're the 49ers coaching staff, you kind of have to assume he's not going to be there. And of course, if he is by some miracle, if they can get this thing done and he can play, he'll, he'll obviously be ready to go and, and that'll be great. But uh, you know, right now I, I don't think there's any reason to suspect that he will get this thing done and, and he'll be playing on Sunday. You know, Jay and I had, I think, a fairly interesting conversation yesterday while you were off gallivanting with your new best friend. Yeah. And that, you know, that's cool. Whatever. Yeah. GNC. Whatever. I don't know if you heard the uh, the new name. Gary and Chris. Oh. GNC. Yeah. yeah. No, so, I hadn't heard So, yeah, that. we're, we're no. getting close. So, yeah. yeah. All right. That's just saying. Perfect. Just saying. That's great. Yeah. yeah. We used to throw names like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember. Right? Yeah, that was that was fun, <laughs> but that was that was in the past. And uh, yeah, me and me and Gary are we're, we're coming right, pretty GNC. close. You know? yeah. All right. yeah, I'm just saying. You have a logo yet? Like our no, <laughs> no, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's coming soon. So uh, yeah, you I don't can't I don't do know if he's that. quite the artist that you are. So, well, you know, if you are, yeah. frankly. <laughs> but we were talking about holdouts in basketball and baseball, and when it comes to football, I, I, we both feel this way. I'm assuming you do too. I don't know. When it's, it's a football so player holdout, it, yeah, yeah, it's like I don't really hold it against the guy. You know, yeah. sometimes in basketball or baseball, it's like, hey, the team needs you. Right. Let's figure this out, and you're under contract. Let's play. But football, given the nature of the sport, if a guy has a contract that's going to run out and he's holding out, I don't blame him one bit for no. holding out because it, it could be done like, like that. Yeah, exactly. If he plays one game uh, what if he, yeah, what if he's like, you know what, you're right, let's let's negotiate this later, I'm still getting paid, whatever, whatever, we'll figure it out at the end of the season. Well, like, yeah, what if he plays week one, slips and falls, and tears his knee up, you know, like, or, you know, yeah, Travis Kelsey got hurt in practice the other day, like, you can get hurt playing yeah. football, any snap could be your last, and why should you risk that money, especially when you're as, as important as Nick Bosa is to the success of this team, just doesn't make any sense for him. What you get is a lot of praise on NFL Network. Yeah, That's what exactly. you get. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, can't. he's a gamer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he doesn't That's care. One of the most courageous things I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, courageous would definitely be a word thrown out there. And you know, it's it's the the thing that I can't get over is if you're as the 49ers, like you're not paying your quarterback, and you don't like when you have the advantage of having uh, a quarterback on a rookie scale contract and 
especially <laughs> the contract that that Brock Purdy's on being Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, the advantage is you get to pay other guys at other positions. And if you're not going to pay Nick Bosa, what do you what like what are you doing? Like that that's the piece that that matters more than maybe any other one, you know? If you're not going to pay that guy, I just don't know how you can really be taken seriously. Let me take the other side of it. And yeah. you're right, I agree with you, but hey, we're offering him more than $30 million a year, yeah. okay? We're willing to pay him. Yeah. We can't give him whatever he wants. We can't keep our yeah. team together. That That is a point that I would agree with, honestly. Like, I, I do see both sides of this because $35 million is a lot of money. I think that's what's been rumored that, that Bose is asking for is $34, 35000000 million. Like, that, that does seem like... You know, it, it's a tough pill to swallow. Like Aaron Donald, I believe his contract is at $31, million, $31.5 million. That was already a question of is is Bosa even going to get that? I mean, I think TJ Watts at 28 and and Aaron Donald being at 31, it was kind of suspected that it would be. Yes, sir. Exactly. It would, it would be suspected that it would be maybe less than Aaron Donald, but more in guarantees or something like that. But for it to be a contract that's just straight up more, I mean, three million dollars four million dollars more than what they're paying Aaron Donald that's where it is I I kind of understand the 49ers trepidation but at the same on the at the same time like they're trying to win a Super Bowl and Nick Bosa is incredibly important so if you would pay a quarterback 35 million dollars I kind of feel like Nick Bosa is truly that important to this team that you could justify paying him that you play to win the games you have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year and you pay him if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, you figure that out. But right. this doesn't work either. Right. If he's not there, if he's not playing, that's not working either. Right. You're not 100%. really gaining anything by doing that either. Yeah, I, I think that that's that's really the toughest thing. And the the thing I was thinking about a lot yesterday is is you know it's it's like the 49ers just their entire offseason has been so strange because it, it's kind of been this push and pull of the 49ers look like a mess from the outside looking in. But the counter has always been, but the team is ready to succeed right now. And so how can how can both be true at it's the same point. time? And it's so it, – it's I think that's what's most alarming to 49ers fans is just the fact that it's one thing to be good, but to be a good organization is a lot more valuable. And I, I think, think right now they look like a bad organization – that's just kind of I mean the it's almost like the Phoenix Suns like the Phoenix Suns were able to reach a championship but still have Robert Sarver as their owner it's almost like the 49ers are doing a similar thing where yes they have a ready to win team right now but the way they're handling their business is that of which that looks like one of the worst teams in the NFL I think the reason they've gotten away with some of that in the past is because when it comes down to it they have great players who have been willing and able, I should say, to compartmentalize to the point where they realize we're playing football now. E- even Jimmy Garoppolo, for all his drawbacks, but for everything that went on, all the drama, when it came down to it, he was playing football. Yeah. And that's the thing about Bosa. I mean, if if he's literally not playing, that's obviously a problem. Right. But you wonder, also Kittle. Kittle is hurt. I wonder if perhaps what's going on with Bosa might in some ways upset the delicate chemistry of this team. Because the team, the chemistry and the culture is, is built on, no matter what, we're going to try to win. Right. If you got a guy that's out to get his, and that's professional sports, yeah, that's you can't blame him. But I wonder if that doesn't start um, to to tinker a little bit 
put a little crack in the foundation. I don't think yeah. so, but I think it's possible. And they just really need to get all these little loose ends cleaned up ASAP. Yeah, well, and especially, I mean, all that stuff, all that noise comes to a head if the 49ers start losing football games. Like, I, like you're mentioning the chemistry, like, again, Nick Bosa is asking for a whole lot of money. And I could see some of the people on the team being like, look, man, like, they're not offering you pennies. Like, it's not like they're really being disrespectful with their offer. They're still offering you, I believe, 30-plus million is still what the 49ers have offered. Like, yeah, if you if you want to win, if you want to be a part of this team, especially moving forward, you're hurting us right now. And I do wonder when that, when that conversation kind of starts to seep into the locker room because I think that's when things really – you know, it's one thing for reporters and fans and, and you know, everybody out on the outside of the That's team to be talking noise. about this. Yeah. Exactly. La, 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 it's all la, la, just chatter, noise. Chatter. But once you start losing games and, you know, guys start nudging elbows in the locker room saying, hey, man, like, can you believe Nick's really, like, he, it's the season's – like, we just lost to Pittsburgh. Like, is he really not going to show up all – like, once that happens and, and guys start talking and – you know the thing, just the the team could start spiraling. I, I just think it's a it's a dangerous formula that they're playing with, and and you know this is, and I've been saying it for it, things don't have to be this hard, but it just seems like at every single turn the 49ers have just made this entire run, this entire Shanahan era has just been a lot harder than what it needed to be. They still do have a lot of wiggle room here to, to sort this out. I remember, I don't remember exactly the year, but uh, Emmett Smith with the Cowboys was holding out, and he won a lot of money, and they wouldn't give it to him, and he held out for two games, and they lost both games. Yeah. And I remember it was like, oh, my goodness. And he came back, and they won another Super Bowl. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not yeah. a runway here right. for them. Yeah, it's it's not over yet. And, you and know. It's starting to get more than just a little uncomfortable. It just gets tense. And, like, I've the, the 49ers schedule makes me nervous, at least. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've looked at it a couple different times, and I just think – they they kind of don't have the luxury of of losing a, a ton of games that they should win. Like I mean, Pittsburgh is a game that if the 49ers are at full strength, they should be able to pull out. Week two, I believe, is against the Rams. They should be able to win that. But then after that, it's it's like Cleveland and the Giants, and you know you have the Jaguars. You you play the Bengals. You play just tons of really tough teams in the middle of the schedule where it's you just can't afford to to get off on the wrong foot and you know the 49ers have a have a recent history of starting off slow i i just don't know if their schedule is really is going to is going to play to that like i think that they they would definitely be in their best interest to start off well we're coming right back with two very important things one the former 49er who says this finally is the year and two why did chris say what he said yesterday about oh, pie oh gosh this again it's next year. <laughs> don't miss it. Whitey and Watkins. Wet blanket Wednesday. Sackdown Sports. Check out Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sackdown Sports and watch the show from your desk. Got an urgent text yesterday from Chris Verlaud. Hello, Chris Verlaud. What jersey is that you have on today? Pardon my ignorance. Uh, Manchester uh, City, uh, Julian Alvarez. Thank you. Is that a new kid? I've had it for a bit. Okay. So Remember when I came by your desk and I'm just like, I kept on wearing different jerseys? Yes. That, this is one of them. It looks ugly. I hate it. <laughs> you don't like it? No, it's terrible. I think it's very striking. It's Thank terrible. you. Yeah. Very, very striping. 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 Very yeah, good. Yeah, because there's stripes on it. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Hey, break it up. Hate that. Hate that jersey. <laughs> Hate that team so much. Break it up. Hate anyway, urgent text from Christopher Laud says that Watkins doesn't like pot. <laughs> he did text it like immediately yeah, to the group. But thank like, goodness. The second I said it. As like, he was explaining why he hated pie, I text both of you, Chris said he hates pie. Yeah. And Chris also had a, uh, an issue with my lot, not my logic, but the specificity of what I consider pie. What Was this a bit you're doing? Because obviously you don't hate pie. No, I this hate pie. Blank, this guy is... <laughs> I just, you know, it was. It can't. It cannot be. It's. I think it started because we were talking about like, it was pizza. Oh, it was pizza. I don't even know how we got there. Then I think it was just like I. I was saying like I don't like uh, warm fruit, and then that kind of <laughs> got into like a. a it was. He said he didn't like pineapple on his pizza. Oh, okay. And then you said, like, you don't like any warm fruit. Yeah. And that's why you don't like pie. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. And uh, then yeah, he listed I mean, the pies that he did like. I he just went through pies and he was like, so you don't like cherry pie, you don't like apple pie, you don't like, uh. and I don't like any of those. But then he was like chocolate silk pie, and I was like, well, yeah, I like chocolate silk pie, but I wouldn't consider that necessarily pie because, in my opinion, like it's got to be like I guess there's fruit pies and then there's okay, I don't know, I just wouldn't consider. It's more of like a pudding. I guess it's a pudding pie, but I don't know. I just so in your mind, if it's a true pie, yes, honest to goodness pie, it's got fruit in it. It's got fruit in it. And yeah. if it's a pie that you bake, that means the fruit is warm, and you, are I'm just, out. Yes, you don't just want any part it of it. Yeah, and this no. is where I have a real big problem with yes. it. If yeah. you say that you don't like something, then you can't have rules about that thing, correct? I mean, there's you can't say, oh, that's not a pie. I hate pies, but that's not a pie, which I'm eating. Here's a pie I would you say like. Yeah, 90, but that's not okay. really a pie. 95% of pies I don't like. That's what I would say. Sorry for using an all-encapsuling don't <laughs> like pie when it's You don't like, like pie, any fruit pie. Yes, no fruit pies, and uh, even like pecan pie is pumpkin like- Pumpkin pie. No, no okay. pumpkin pie. I try it every sweet year. Thanksgiving. Pie. Sweet potato Absolutely not. Don't oh, like sweet what about potatoes. cobblers? Oh, I guess you don't like warm fruit. Uh, nope, no cobblers for me. Jason's- Jason Ross's wife, Alva, makes an incredible peach cobbler. Really? Yes. With ice cream? Oh, it's incredible. See, I can do the ice cream. I might be plugging this just in case she's <laughs> listening and wants to send some in. More for us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. Like. Yeah, right. I'm just, I'm so You're I'm not out. even denying it. This is no, true. This no, all actually... I don't like pie. Like, and it's not even like the crust is great. That's that's no problem. It's just the, the fruit portion of it. It's just, I, I just not a fan. Texture and like the 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 taste of it, I just I'm out. I'm out on warm fruit. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, that's that's on me. I I I understand it's it's not normal. I I just I feel I, I like I wouldn't say it's not normal. It's not typical. I mean, you're in a minority, but I'm sure there yeah. are many other people that don't like five. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it's more just it's probably a club, a support group. I, I mean, like. Everybody loves pies. Of course, Chris doesn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I don't like cake. I mean, I like cake, but not frosting. If that counts, I don't Wait, know. Do if you that's like another... cake or not? Because you kind of. I, I mean, it's you tough. Walk that like, back I like the cake portion, but like, I mean, obviously, like, how many cakes come without frosting? So it's like you like cake. Just don't put anything in between the layers or on top of it. <laughs> See, now you're really gonna get upset. I actually don't mind it in the <laughs> filling, but like when it's just lathered on top, that's where it's sure. just like. It's a little bit too much. It's excessive. Like, if I get a cupcake, I'm just going to cut off the frosting, right. and I'll probably just eat the cake. Right. Why are you the way that you are? I don't know, man. I try to not be, but 
I, I just, Jack, I so just so kind you're of telling am. me you don't like a warm slice of apple pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top. I like vanilla ice cream Madness. on top. I like vanilla ice cream on top. Mm. But chicken pot okay. pie, I don't know. Does that count as a pie? It's literally called a pie because it's pie. That's what I told you yesterday. I'm like, right, pie is a crust with filling inside. That's what it is. All right, see, no, but this, see, this is almost like, is a hot dog a sandwich for me? No, it's no, not. Because it's like, a pie, it's literally it's called, called a pie. pie. It's pie. There's a reason they call it a pie. <laughs> it's a pie. Well, is a burger a sandwich? I don't know, and I don't care. And I'm not wandering I mean, like, down that rabbit hole with it's, you. No, nice it's, more like, it's more like saying, is a burger a burger? Yes, exactly. Well, if you put pickles on it, it's not a burger anymore. I hate you guys. I, I, you know what? I can't wait to hang out with my guy, Gary Sharp. That's how I'm feeling right now. It only took 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. I'm done. I'm done. Put me back on the afternoons. This is horrible. I'm being bullied. All right. For my for my views. You don't care for many pies. Do you uh, care for <laughs> Richard Sherman's take on the 49ers? Probably not, but let's hear it. I think the Niners finally find a way to get it done this time. Wow. He said on his podcast. Of course. Brock Purdy has not lost a game that he has started and finished to this day. They need to get Nicholas John Bosa... Uh, signed immediately, but unless uh, yeah, he says Nicholas John Bosa. Wow! Uh, unless Bad something energy. crazy and drastic happens with that situation, I expect their defense to be really strong with the addition of Javon Hargrave from the Philadelphia Eagles. And he mentions Warner, Kufanga, Lenore on one side, Ward on the other. Defensively, they're going to be really solid. Richard Sherman says this is finally the year the 49ers mm. win a Super Bowl. They will eat from that victory yeah. pie at long last. <laughs> Uh, they can they can have it all to themselves. I, I sure. I mean, like I, I think you know they they clearly have the talent. Like that's that's never really been the question. I think you know their their individual skill players. Like I, I think they have the most uh, you know individual skill players in in the NFL that are you know at at a high quality. It's just you know they got yeah they got to put it together. And I think I think Brock is is definitely a big piece of it. But I I can't say that they're the favorites right now. Like I could see it happening, sure, but would you say they're one of? Yeah, absolutely. I would like, say they're one, one one of the, the five, five teams yeah. surprise the best chance. I would say so. Yes. And I, you know, and at the, I guess at the end of the day, especially at this point in the season, like that's that's really all you can ask for is to be in that conversation. Would you say they and the Eagles are um head and shoulders above yeah. the rest? Especially summer, in the NFC. I yeah. mentioned that SI.com, you know, panelists Weighing in with yeah. their predictions, some are saying Dallas, which I don't see. I mean, it, it no. wouldn't be. I think I think they'll be competitive. Said, yeah, but, it wouldn't yeah. be the biggest stunner in the world. But right. I still think Philadelphia and the 49ers are in the NFC, especially. Yeah, yeah. I would say like if we if we were to give it the five, it's those two in the NFC, and then Cincinnati, Buffalo, and, and KC have to be the favorites in the AFC as well. So I mean, I would say those five definitely are are the the outstanding favorites at the moment, but. You know, I would also probably put the Niners more towards closer to five than I would to mm-hmm. one. I, this could be emotional and therefore meaningless, but it just seems to me, and, and we saw this with the 49ers to a degree a couple years ago during the pandemic, sometimes when things aren't going well like this and it's one thing after another, it seems to kind of snowball and all of a sudden you're a couple games in and all of a sudden you realize, man, nothing has gone right and we're not where we thought we would be. Right, yeah. I mean, that's that's it why seems, It feels like there's danger that, but I don't know if that's just emotion or if that actually makes any real sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's kind of one of those things that, you know, who knows if that's like an actual thing or if it's just something that we, you know, we always have to look for a reason why, you know, if the Niners start off the season 
four and oh, are we what what are we gonna say then? It's just oh, I guess none of that stuff matters. Like we it's, have a kicker that's all just building the narrative. You don't even know if he can kick. Sure. Uh, and then <laughs> that's you don't a have Bosa. I mean, those are not ideal. And no. Kittle also right. being hurt. Those are not ideal circumstances Less under which ideal, to begin sure. an important season. Yeah, absolutely. And that's I think that's why there has been so much concern around what's going on in San Francisco. I mean, again, the the skill players that they have are are some of the best in the NFL and you know if you were just looking on paper there's no reason to not say that the 49ers are a top three favorite in the NFL but I, I just think all of the outside noise and all the outside questions whether they be noise or legitimate like there there is some level of legitimacy to it like I, I do think that you, you point out all those things like I, I think that all those stuff really matters like those aren't just talking points that people are coming up with to try and talk about this team. Those are all very, very real concerns. Hmm. Watkins like cinnamon rolls. That's from Manny too legit. Yes. Did Actually, you say that, that yesterday? That is how the conversation started. Okay, yeah, because Pike yeah. 916 is correct, so it sounds like these people know that. Yes, no, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my girlfriend for my birthday last year made me cinnamon rolls, and I didn't like what I had to tell her, her I didn't like it because it had lemon zest in it. What did you give her for her birthday this year? <laughs> A book that was the wrong book. Oh, you went and bought a book that was. I a- did not buy <laughs> buy the book. I huh? I printed the book out uh, here, and uh, it it took a long time. It was like three hundred pages, and uh, and it was the wrong book. So you know she's uh, she's better than I am. I don't know what you want yes, me to say. Yes, yeah, I think we like, can all agree she, on that. She's a lot better of a person than I am. And but she didn't even got, she didn't you- even tell me either. Like my. Then you got My her the right self. book, though, right? You made, you made it right. <laughs> She's a lot oh. better than I am. That's that's what, <laughs> that's what I'll say. Sorry, uh, yeah. my bad. My I, bad. I need a timeout. That's on Be me. Be right back. That's on me. How many Raider fans remain around here uh, next year with Whitey and Watkins on Sackdown Sports? I do have one thing to say about pie, and then we can move on. It's okay, but just talking about all the pies. Reminded me of an issue I have with one place and their quote-unquote pies. And it's a really nice place, and I go there a lot. I don't want to say the name of it because I go there a lot. Okay. But my wife is a big fan of the chicken pot pies, and we go to this place sometimes. She gets chicken pot pie. And what it is, it's like a um, foil, what would that be, like a little foil pie pan? And then it has the contents, and then it has just the crust over the top. So there is no pie crust all the way underneath and to me it's like that's not a pie right so the the crust is just on top exactly right sir and to me no that's not a pie thank you yeah (laughs) okay thank you and it drives me nuts it's like they can't if you like it great and she likes it but you can't that's not a pie how do you even serve that like how do you cut it up into pieces you don't you don't you just like individual that's a good oh gotcha 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 it's an individual serve one so that's not a pie? No. Just because it doesn't have the bottom layer. Because it doesn't have the crust that you yeah. need. But what about the top? What what would you consider the top? Like you said that there's there's still uh-huh. baked material on top. What would you what would you call that? Was that not considered crust? Oh, let me take this uh this uh, hydro flask. If I give you the top, do you have a hydro flask? Yes. No, you don't. You have the top. I have the hydro flask. I, I don't uh, no I'm not see- so just to put a pie top on top can't. of a pan doesn't make it a pie but that's is that still not considered crust 
Yeah, but you need the crust all the way around. The pie has I to be sealed by the crust. I was just told crust, that what cr- makes it a pie is crust and filling. And yes, there is crust and filling in that. It's just not a base in, layer of crust. It's an incomplete crust job. Yeah. ICJ. <sighs> It, I think it's ICJ. the equivalent of like saying like, oh, you were talking about cupcakes, how so you take the frosting off. That yeah. feels like it's just frosting. Like if you just got, here you go, here's your cupcake. And you're like, no, this is just frosting. Where's the rest of it? No, this is a cupcake. Yeah, like, do you know the famous Seinfeld with the muffin tops? If I yeah. give you the muffin top. Top of the muffin to you. Yeah, you don't have the muffin. You have the top of the muffin. I don't so, like this. I don't like, I don't like how this has, been, this has been turned on it's me. It's pretty clear. Um, I know I wanted to get to the Raiders. I, I would like at some point to find out how many Raider fans are in the area still. I yeah. think it's a lot. It's a good amount to, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Before we get to that, though, Chris Verlaud mentioned uh, FIBA World Cup and some interesting goings on there. Um, we have Canada now is going to play Serbia, right? Yes. yes. And yes. we have the USA is going to play Germany. Yes. That's our final four. Oh, boy. Yeah. So Canada defeated Slovenia. Shout out. Shout out Jordy Fernandez. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Chris's favorite player was uh, Luca. Was not too he was happy in prime about form. That. Yeah, he was in prime prime form. He got kicked out in the fourth quarter. Of course, uh, I think his team had pretty much lost at that point. But uh, yeah, in Luca fat in typical Luca fashion, he uh, he did complain to the referees and it got called the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was a classic. I mean, it was really uh, – Dylan Brooks also got kicked out of the game for, for talking to some of the Slovenia players. So, uh, yeah, everybody was was definitely on brand. Was for, Dylan uh, for Brooks doing his brand of personal thuggery uh, on <laughs> Luka? Was that part of it? No, it wasn't uh, directly on to Luka. I did see him, like – do a very cringe thing in the in the tunnel. Uh, I think at halftime, like their their team mantra is like send body blows, and so at like Dylan was like That's sitting. Not very Canadian. It was very strange. I know, yeah, it's not very Canadian at all. And so Although Dylan Brooks hockey, was like so stand. Yeah, I guess a little bit. Uh, yeah, their fighting is kind of yeah, baked yeah, into their yeah. culture a little bit. Uh, so he was just like standing in the tunnel with boxing gloves on, and like as everyone ran by, he like punched them in the gut. It was pretty cringy. It was. Uh, I it guess was it worked. Pretty terrible. I yeah. I mean, I guess can't can't knock it. But uh, yeah, it was just it was uh, it was a masterclass in in who both of those two guys are. It well, this great. is great because we could end up. We probably will end up with uh, USA versus Canada in the final. Do we have the Luca comments? By the way, oh, yeah. Here's goodness. Luca. Uh, didn't feel that the officiating was very fair in this game. The referees told one of the guys. We're not going to call a foul on him because he's coming at us. Uh, I think this is not fair. Uh, I know I complain a lot, uh, but this is, I don't think it's fair. Uh, the referees. I didn't even understand. What did he say? Somebody <laughs> come said, you're not going to come after? I didn't understand. Yeah, he, uh, all I heard he was. He said that the I, referee was calling fouls because they were coming, they were coming after us. Oh, so oh. he's implying the world's against him. Could uh-huh. you play one more time, please? I'm sorry. Thank you. One more time, Luca. The referee told one of the guys. We're not going to call a foul on him because he's coming at us. Uh, I think this is not fair. Uh, I know I complain a lot, uh, but this is, I don't think it's fair. When he says him, when he says like him coming at us, he's talking about Dylan Brooks. So like, yeah, Dylan Brooks got ejected because he, he hit a three in one of the guy's face and then essentially started talking trash to him. And Uh as we've established on this program, the Europeans really don't get with the, the trash talking portion of NBA basketball. And so 
Uh, Luca's point was essentially like, how are you not going to throw that guy out for for talking to us? But then I, you know, I, I ask for a foul once, and and uh, and you're going to kick me out. I <laughs> I understand the disappointment, but that's not a bad finish for them, is it? For I Slovenia. don't think so. Yeah, I mean they're pretty like it's it's Luca deep pretty much for Slovenia. Like they don't have they used to have Goran Dragic. I think now they're they're down to his brother Zoran, and like he's really the only person with NBA experience besides Luca on that team. So I, I would consider that a win for a pretty small country and somebody uh, a country that also doesn't have many, if any, NBA players besides Luca. So there's a pretty decent Kings former Kings flavor to the Final Four because yeah. Serbia has Bogey, right? Jordy Fernandez coaching Canada, yep. and then we have Halliburton playing on Team USA. Yeah, Germany. Exactly. I I can't think of a connection, but um, they almost had Franz Wagner if he would have there you go fallen and they I right. guess the Warriors passed on him also and they didn't take Davion so I guess sure. there's that. He's uh, practically a former king. I think I'm rooting for Team Canada the most, just because of the Jordy connection, and like that's the only like true direct at the moment Kings connection. But I also wouldn't be you know if if Team USA is going to fall, it's it's okay for me to be to Serbia. Okay, did you kind of just say there you're not really rooting for USA because I was yesterday asking <laughs> if I can root for Germany. Yeah, Christopher Laud and uh, Jay Mars both told me, well, no, you have to root for the USA. You can root for Germany if. To be fair, I said you can be neutral for neutral. Germany and USA. I mean, Germany's going to lose. They're going to lose. I, I know they are, pl- not so fast. Are we sure? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know they play. They're them six close. and zero. Oh. They're the only team that hasn't lost this entire tournament. I'm just they're playing pretty well. They're big Dennis Schroeder's playing like he's Magic Johnson these days. Did you see what he did today? I did not know. He took 26 shots, and this was they won. <laughs> they won. That's incredible. Dennis is living. His How many best you think life. he made? Uh, he said 26. Uh, no, there's no way. There's was, no way your your hands are. He was four for 26 no, today. No, there's no way. Yes. There's no way. Dennis Schroeder was four for 26. Are you sure that's not Dylan Brooks? He missed all eight of his three-pointers. And then after the game, they were all like, hey, it's okay, buddy. He was that, he was terrible. And I like him. Yeah. Did but you he, see, there was a clip too of like the Germany coach trying to get him in the huddle. And he was like, sit down, sit the heck down. Oh, and really? and Schroeder was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not, no. Like, he's like, don't yell at me like that. He and, actually said nine. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think he did. But I was just like, I mean, that uh, that compounded with those stats tell me that Dennis is just on a mission on his own right now, apparently. Like, I mean, they, they have probably next to U.S. the most US, uh, most NBA players uh, on their team. They have Daniel Tice. They've got both of the Wagners. Uh, I think they also have Brezdankis, who who I think had a cup of coffee in the NBA. I, I, I'm not entirely certain that, that Team USA is, is going to uh, just walk through Germany. I'm not sure. I think they'll beat him. Uh, if Schroeder goes 4-26 for 26 again, I like the USA's That's chance. pretty That's, good chance. I know. I know actually. what you mean. Yeah. I, yeah, I had to look at the numbers. Wait, he went, what? There's no way. 4-26. No I, I still am going to double check. Are you sure it's not 14 of 26? It's not. It's How do you four. not just pull somebody at that point? Or just you get like your 4 for 19 and maybe you go, yeah, it's not my day. <laughs> not my day at all. I mean, again, no math whiz, but that, that percentage is not, I'm not great. Gonna, unless I get a layup, I don't think I'm going to pull the trigger again. Maybe they were all layups. layups. And, <laughs> That's not great. Not great. Uh, three three nine eleven forty one eight hundred nine two zero eleven forty. 800 I am, at some point here, we're going to look a little bit more into how many people out there are Raider fans. This used to be a Raider station. 
Sackdown Sports used to carry the Raiders. The Oakland yeah, we Raiders. did. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like two years and I, ago. I, <laughs> we used to carry them, yeah. I, to me, the Raiders are uh, they're dead to me once they left. But I respect fans who still, if it's still your team, I get yeah. that. But to me, I just like, I hope they lose every game after they left Oakland. But I'm yeah. just wondering, to what extent are they even close to being a home team still? How many Raider fans are still around? I think there's a lot. I really do think that there's a good amount. I, I think that a lot of people just, I think the Raiders truly are a brand. Like, I think a lot of teams want to say they're a brand, but I don't really think it matters where the Raiders go. I think, uh, like, their fans will follow them anyway. I don't think they lost many fans with their That's move. That's what Mark Davis said, actually, when they yeah. were moving. He yeah. said, yeah, our brand is going to still be strong. Yeah, and football's not baseball. Like, it's it's eight games, and it's really not that big of a chore to to go out to Vegas. Like, how many greater games would people in mm-hmm. Sacramento go to? Maybe some would have season tickets, but I feel like for the most part, people went to two or three games a year, and you could still do that in Vegas. Speaking of baseball, you just mentioned baseball. Yes. I have one number here that explains all you need to know about the Giants' free fall, and even if you're not a baseball fan, this is an amazing number. It's next year. Whitey and Watkins, Sacktown Sport. Download the Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. Raider fans checking in on the YouTube chat. James Knight says Raider fan here. Tribe says Raiders going on 40 years. 30 years for us. Rams own California. I'm trying to figure that one out. <laughs> I know. I thought I knew what it meant, and then I read it, and I realized. Wait, Raiders what? going on 40 years. 30 years, 30 for, years us. for us. Rams own California. Hmm. Anyway. That's a confusing thank you. one. <laughs> Could that possibly mean I'm a Raiders fan? That's what I thought I meant at first. Yeah, I thought it was Raiders fan going, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Point is, I Thank do you, Tribe. Think... I'm going to assume you mean <laughs> you're a Raider fan if oh, I'm wrong. Oh, you're loco, man. Sorry. And Pike916 says, nine is no, Chris. I, no, I knew that. Yeah. I, 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 he didn't think you knew that. No, I definitely knew uh, It just it wasn't was. funny. It just wasn't funny is is essentially where I was getting at. I, I fully understood the joke. It just uh, didn't make it any funnier. Yeah, you've heard the joke, and it's not my joke, and I'm sorry if just, it just came to mind here. German bowling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nine, what about it? Nine, nine, nine. That's, yeah. Instead of tens? Yeah, yeah that's when you're, you're how'd Oh, you do? like how'd if you, do? you just get German it. German bowling today. Yeah, nine, nine, uh, nine, nine. Yeah. That's at least, like, that's kind it's of funny. my that's, joke. That's a good just, bowling joke, I right. guess, you know. For, it is yeah. a, a top 25 bowling joke. Yes, I would definitely say so. <laughs> I, I think we can, it's a top nine bowling joke. Oh. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Eh. Huh? Yeah, that wasn't great. Uh, speaking of numbers, the Giants are reeling, and I know it's like baseball, and a lot of people have already given up on baseball because, hey, it's almost football season. But this is amazing. I saw this number today. Of course, the Giants lost again uh, to the Cubs, and Patrick Bailey now is in concussion protocol, or he's going to be. So the wild card teams here, you have the Phillies, the Cubs, and the Reds. Then you have Miami as half a game out of the final wild card. Arizona's a game out. The Giants are now two out of the final wild card, 70 wins and 69 losses. 70 wins and 69 losses. What happened? There's one number that explains what's going on. What's that? Runs scored since June 25th in Major League Baseball. This feels bad. Okay. At the very top, you have the Atlanta Braves with 368. I mean, it makes sense. The Braves are phenomenal. Uh, You have near the bottom, the Oakland A's at 230. Since June okay. 25th. Okay. The A's are not last on this list. The fact that you list. said near the bottom and we haven't gotten to the Giants yet, little concerning. Run scored since June 25th. Number one, Atlanta 368. At the very bottom, the Giants with 200. 
And you said the A's, A's have 230. Are the A's like 26? Like, are the is that the difference from 29 to 30? Is are like, are the A's at 29? Yeah, yeah. Because oh the goodness. Yankees are at 248, White Sox 246, oh Miami 245, Arizona 239, Oakland 230, and then oh my goodness. San Francisco Giants 200. They're 30 runs less than the Oakland A's. Since, who are- uh, yeah, since June 25th. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a problem. You can see how uh, that would definitely lead to uh, a lot of losses. And you know, especially when you were, yeah, you were, I mean, the Giants were sitting pretty. They were at the number one wild card spot, and now they're they're hanging on for dear life. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's. They're on the outside looking in. It's a surefire way to, to definitely get there is, is just is not scoring runs. And it's something that, you know, at the deadline, it was kind of the thing, to, even to me as, a, as an incredible casual viewer, I was like, this feels like an area where the Giants should look to improve is is their lineup, and they just kind of did a whole lot of nothing. Pitching has been good to, um, at times, pretty good right. to good, sometimes very good. But when you don't score runs, when you don't score points or runs in a game, yeah. Chris, you can't win the game. Yeah, they unless... scored a few last night, they still lost. Unless you're to the, just... To the Cubs, who are 75-64. and 64, Giants so. got off to a great start, too. Yeah, I was watching that game as the show was going three nothing, on. 3-0, right? three nothing. yeah. And they Lamont were... Wade Jr., coming. boom! Before the score, yeah, it was like literally uh, the first pitch of the game, Lamont Wade sent out the sent out the yard, and then, I mean, yeah, they just, they just kind of crumbled. So, in some ways, the A season... As miserable Uh-oh. as it's been on the field, the A season has been more interesting than the Giants season. Because the Giants oh, are interesting. just Absolutely. Flamed out and just now you're watching right. them. And, uh, yeah, they're not going to make it, are they? Right. And the A's, of course, on the field, it's like, ah. But with everything else going on. Right. It kind it's of feels more like interesting. Yeah, it does feel like another in a way and definitely an absolutely different way. But it does feel a little bit like the season uh, where the Giants won over 100 games, and that kind of really set their expectations off. You know, at least now it, it does seem like the Giants are going to probably end up near 500, hopefully on the right side of 500. But, you know, it was almost like a little bit of fool's gold where you, you felt like the Giants really had a team going here this year uh, just with how successful they were. And then, you know, the, I think now they're kind of ending up, you know, the, the, it's kind of leveled out a little bit to where, yeah, they, they probably have played more like a, a 500 team, if not even worse than that. So I think it's incumbent upon them this offseason to do something that's going to get to. their fan base energized. Like um, Shohei Otani. <laughs> yeah, but they ain't getting him, but know. they're going to yeah, have to make a run. See, that's a tough one. How do you convince your fans we're doing everything we can to get him yeah. when you know we're not going to get him, so ultimately we're going to look bad? Right, exactly. How do you balance that? I think you just got to go all in yeah. and, and let the chips fall where they may, even though you you know they're probably going to fall in Los Angeles. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and that would be – yeah, that that would wouldn't be great. Got to have a good plan B, I guess. Do the Giants? Do you think they kind of just need to lean into this rebuild? I mean, it uh, does feel like they've used that competitive rebuilding thing for the past couple of years. Like, is this kind of a sign that maybe? I mean, you've already been playing a ton of young guys. Just fully lean into that, and you know, for the next two or three years, I mean, just abandon all illusion of being a, a, a trying to win baseball games? I think the scary thing from their standpoint is this has kind of been according to plan. Obviously not this drastically where they can't score. Right. But being a competitive team every year that doesn't have a high payroll, I think that's Farhan's job. That's what you're supposed to do. Hey, right. we were in it and we're pretty good and we made money. There you go. That's what we want. Of course, that's not what fans want, especially when in San Francisco you got 
the 49ers, right. uh, and they, they compete for Super Bowls. Right. And the, the Warriors, Warriors spend money, no matter what you think of the Warriors, right. they spend a lot of money. So when you have the Giants doing it that way up against the backdrop of those two teams, it's not a great look for them. Right. No, I mean, definitely not. And they're, they're suffering from, from others' success. And, uh, you know, the, the Giants are, are, have been carrying themselves like they are this pristine franchise after winning their three championships in, in six years. Like, seems like so long. It well, does. It that's, long yeah. No, that's, I was going to like that. That was almost 10 years ago at this point. And, you know, I, I think that allure is kind of washed away. Like, I, I don't think that they're really going to be thought about, especially in the free agency market. I don't think they're really going to be thought about as one of uh, the best teams or organizations that you can go to right now. I mean, I, it's still a, a beautiful ballpark and they still handle their business with a lot of class, but I, I don't think that, you know, they're going to be at the front of mind of a lot of people uh, heading into free agency. What did you think of the A's new billboards? The uh, the Doris get your get your kids yeah or get your kid it's pretty great did you see that they popped up in Sacramento I heard that it did yeah very surprising yeah it was uh off, off right across the freeway from us it wasn't really mm-hmm. by Calixpo oh wow so I mean I I love it I think it's uh that surprised me it's, we have that many that fans there? here that they would yeah I would think so I mean Sacramento's definitely got a, a good helping of A's fans for sure uh I I. Think it's great. I mean, I think it the is sign great. is I really, agree. really funny, and uh, it's it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely uh, it hits. Like it's it's a it's a it's a good joke. It's mm-hmm. definitely a good joke. But. Yeah, and there's one of the young A's, and I apologize, I forget which one. He's saying, oh, yeah. "Hey, next year Pulling we're not going to be so terrible." Um, but okay, you know, that, I guess they, they probably are. <laughs> but I was thinking, it's Lawrence Butler. He vows the A's won't be a laughing stock next season. Oh, um, just think if the A's started to get better. Right before they left, how miserable that would be. Why would you even say that? Because he said Lawrence Butler. That would be the worst. I mean, that would really be if if you could somehow make this this A situation worse, it would be them getting kind of back to prominence right as they're about to leave. I mean, that would be the ultimate. Doesn't look likely, but I wouldn't think so. But you know what? If if John Fisher is as is as evil as he's seemed. Uh, then that would be... Stranger things have happened. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, Deuce reached out to Christopher Lodge. What? Yeah, that actually happened. Oh, that's a miracle. That actually oh, happened. You should buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> that is... Oh, my gosh. Uh, Deuce Mason, De'Aaron Fox's new best friend, joins us next year. Wait, what? He's going to come on with us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Someone should have told me that. Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.